first message I ever preached <clears throat> was about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I, I was a young Christian, and on, on Thursday nights, our, our church, it was a Jesus people church, and we, we only met Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. <laughs> now, that we did extracurricular stuff besides that, like we had potlucks and different things. But, but yes? Okay. Lo siento, Cheryl. I find that if I, if I can keep from getting excited, I can talk slower. But we, we met all the time, and on Thursday nights was a night that we, uh, we could share. Like, like if, you, if you had something to share, you could take five minutes and share it. And so I thought, you know, uh, I, I almost hate to acknowledge this, but I'm at home, I'm watching, it's Sunday night, I'm watching Miss Mission Impossible. I'm talking about the TV show. Yeah, way back, huh? Way, way back a few years. And yeah, and, but, but it, the music, I, you remember the music of that? Did you say the 40s? Dude, you're way older than I thought. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, I, I'm watching it, and God's dropping this word in me. And, and so I, I, I called up the pastor, like, the next day, and I said, Would, could I be one of those people that shares for five minutes? And he said, sure, absolutely. Well, the problem was, when God starts stirring something in you, it keeps growing. And so by, by, by Tuesday maybe Wednesday, like, I had a whole message. And so I, I, I just, you know, I said, Hugh, what, I have a whole message to share. Has anybody else talked to you about sharing it? He said, no, nobody. Could I share a message? Now, it wasn't that I wanted to preach. I didn't. I was terrified. I'm the guy that discovered in junior high that if you took band in a foreign language, you could get out of speech class. I was so terrified of speech. That was well worth it, man. So I played my trumpet all the way through junior high, and I took Spanish for three years. But I, 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 I shared that message, and, and, it, and it's a message that, believe it or not, still burns in me about allowing God to change the way we think. You know, sometimes... The, the reason we can't seem to move forward in life is because we're still thinking the same. We still have these old thought patterns. And, and Paul, God said through Paul, be transformed. Now, the Greek word is metamorpho. We get the word metamorphosis from that word. It means a, a radical transformation. When you, when you talk about that word, we're not talking about, oh, look, he's parting his hair on a different side. No, we're talking like, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. That's how radical. Be transformed by the way you think. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's why it's so important for us as Christians to be in his word because if you want to think God's thoughts, God's thoughts are found in this book. 
And, and that's the invitation of Isaiah 55. He basically says, you know, I don't think like you think, and my ways are not like your ways, but here's my word. So you can think my thoughts, and you can know my ways and begin to walk in them. Okay. Uh, today is Soap Sunday. The first Sunday of every month is Communion Sunday, but it's also Soap Sunday. When, when, when you get an opportunity to share what God has been speaking to you about in your personal devotions, it's kind of an intimate time because like I'm, you're, you're opening your heart to share what God's talking to you about. It's, it's really not a message to the congregation. That's not what a soap is. A soap is, is what God's speaking to you, and you begin to open that up and share it with us. And, and interestingly enough, if we talk about what God is speaking to us about, it will speak to and encourage others also. So this is the one thing I would ask, is that when you get up here to share a soap, let the first thing that comes out of your lips be Ephesians 5.22. In other words, share the verse of scripture that you're talking about. So Cheryl has time to find it. She has to look it up in the Bible, in her Spanish Bible. But also, so, so that back on, in the sound booth, the, the, sound, the, the overhead person can grab that verse and, and put it up while, while you're sharing your soap. So, is there anybody that would like to begin our soap time this morning? Come, Bane. Well, let me take that up mute. There you go. Good morning, Grace family. Okay. <clears throat> My scriptures, I was reading in Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 14, but I'm going to reference four scriptures. The first is Colossians 3, 3, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. 3, 10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. 3, 8, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And 3.12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. My observation, the title of the chapter is Living as Those Made Alive in Christ. As many of us do, I've recently reflected on 2023 and I've projected goals for myself in 2024. Those goals include a new me, an advanced me, a version of myself that I'm ready to step into. As I prayed, God reminded me of Colossians 3.3, a verse that refers to joining Jesus's new humanity, otherwise known as being alive in Christ. Yep. This verse has always transported me to Isaiah 118. Though your sins are like scarlet, 
they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Because I've accepted Jesus' death and resurrection for me, the door to a new way of life was opened. I was dead, and now I'm alive. I went from lost to found. I was blind, but now I see. But in my prayer and meditation time, I realized that this interpretation was making my spiritual self finite, black and white. But I know that my spirit is boundless. Colossians 3.10 identifies being my new self as being in constant process of renewed knowledge. My new self in Christ is to grow in fuller, more perfect knowledge of the kindness of God. Living as those made alive in Christ is to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, Romans 12.2. We're then given tangible examples of how to begin our new self in Colossians 3.8 and 12. Get rid of anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language, and replace it with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I believe these are simply the foundational virtues required to level up into my new self. This call to action is the recognition that my human baseline is measured by emotional characteristics and behavioral habits. It takes practice and time to be transformed. Although I am a born-again Christian, the opportunities to step into my new self are endless because God is endless. I've heard that it takes 21 days to develop a new habit. As it turns out, this is a myth, referring to a study where evidence showed patients who had received plastic surgery um, adjusted psychologically to their new appearance within 21 days. More relevant research found that new habits become permanent after an average of 66 days. The same research engages doctors not to set a time limit on patients that are changing behaviors because unrealistic expectations can cause the patient to give up during the learning phase. So my observational point. It is easier to practice patience or grace for others and not myself. But when I focus my attention on God, that practice becomes easier. The motivation I have at the beginning of every year begins to wane as time lapses. Often I have allowed a marker of time, like a new year to redefine myself. But I see now that God calls me to be renewed constantly. So it's in that recognition of being renewed constantly that the, the practice of kindness, compassion, humility takes, takes effect. My application. Be intentional about focusing on God as I focus on the new me. Recognize that my relationship with myself takes effort and time just as much as my relationship with God. As I unlearn habits, learn and replace them with different behaviors, I have to practice patience and grace, particularly with the amount of time it will take me 
Stay motivated by engaging Jesus' word in my new behaviors. And so as I step in this advanced version of myself, recognize that I'm really trying to reflect God's will in my life. Prayer. Colossians 3.14 says, And over all these virtues, but put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. As I unite with you, myself, and with, fellow, with my fellow Christian family, I ask that you guide me. Pour yourself onto me and allow me to be transformed, Lord. Allow me to step into your will constantly, not just for a moment and not just for a marker in time. Thank you for showing us true love, and thank you for giving us the opportunities to practice that love. But I ask, Lord, that you continue to help me practice all of those virtues as I grow in your knowledge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, bueno. Just, I want to make sure that this happens. So is there anybody here that is, hasn't shared a soap before that would like to share a soap? I don't want to uh, miss a person. Paul, come on. Excelente. Good morning. The scripture that I'm going to be in is Old Testament. Um, it's the NIV version, Isaiah 43, 16 through 19. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the armies and reinforcements, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguish, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am a making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I also wanted to go to the New Testament um, in Philippians uh, chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, um, because Paul, the apostle, he actually was able to grasp this, and he says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And the phrase that came to my spirit um, from those scriptures was you have to release the old in order to fully grasp the new observation um, this message has been on my heart for a few weeks probably a few months uh, we me and my wife started coming to grace a few months ago um, but I never really had a soap until today and I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this um, Saturday morning I was walking my dog and another confirmation across the street from our apartment on the billboard of Andy's market this phrase was up um, they put up phrases different phrases every week it says, old ways won't open new doors. 
Oftentimes, of Christ followers, uh, as Christ followers, there's a struggle of getting stuck on the past, whether it's bad things or good things. Um, there's an anonymous quote that says, the biggest hindrance to Christians stepping into new victories, new successes, new goals, new levels of intimacy and maturity in the Lord is oftentimes from dwelling on old victories, old successes, old failures of last year. We can get so caught up on what God did and said back then in 2023 that we actually miss what God is saying and doing here and now today. Um, there's a religious stronghold in the mind oftentimes uh, that leads us to cling to old methods, old formulas, old preferences, old options. And when Jesus came in the flesh, religious people were offended by God because he changed up the methods of the message. We cling to our personal preferences of how much church and or how church and revival should look like based on past experiences and how we saw God work before. That if it doesn't come in the same form as back then, we might miss it. Um, Pastor Dave was actually sharing with us a few weeks back about the Jesus movement and how some of the same people who prayed and cried out for revival actually rejected it when it came in the form of hippies that looked, dressed, and act a little different than the normal church people. Jesus gave many opportunities for us to either be offended and stay stuck where we are or simply obey him and welcome the new and be transformed. Don't get stuck in personal preferences, old methods, old boxes that humans make when it comes to what God is doing in the advancement of his kingdom. One of my favorite t-shirts I used to wear, and I wore that thing until it had holes in it. And my wife said, out with the old and in with a new shirt. It was a shirt from the Chosen show called, uh, from the show called Chosen. Um, and the shirt said, get used to different. Um, it was very fitting for the pandemic. I got it back in 2020. Because back when God was doing something different uh, with the pandemic that obviously changed a lot of things for us. Um, application. I came back to Romans 12, 1 through 2, which has been mentioned quite a few times today, which I thought was, um, and I, I just want to read it. Um, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um, in, in application, uh, meditating on his word, um, serving others, uh, be faithful with your time and resources, giving generously to the kingdom purposes. Walk in the light of fellowship. Uh, we live in a fallen world, and, and pestilences are going to exist. Uh, but do not forsake the gathering with God's people. It's time to go back to church. Isolation from the bride of Christ is detrimental to your spirit, your mind, and your body, and to your eternal rewards. The byproduct evidence that you truly love God and have an intimate relationship with him is you will show up and love his bride. You'll come back to the table of fellowship, walking in the light of accountability, and using your unique gifts to edify admonish and help mature his bride the lord is saying this to his people i am not interested in renovating your past i'm interested in releasing to you your present and your future destiny so release your past your fears your anxieties your depressions your worries your stresses cast them on me because i care for you and i can handle them stop carrying burdens that i never designed you to carry take up my yoke 
I've given you authority. I've given you a garment of praise to drive out a spirit of heaviness. I've given you the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit to destroy and resist the works of the devil. You are not a victim, child of God. You are fighting from a position of my victory. You fight from victory. And when you think your gifts and talents are way too small, remember little is a lot when you bring it and place it in the hands of your heavenly father. And prayer. Heavenly Father, lead me forward and upward to the heavenly calling for which you called me. Help me keep my eyes not on the methods, but fixed on you, the master. No matter how crazy and shaky the world gets around me, keep my gaze upon you. Search me and show me my sins. Grant me true repentance. Wash me with the pure water of your word and strengthen me to stand firm in these times. I lay down my lofty opinions, my preferences, my old methods, and I lay them at your feet. Shift my paradigms, my perspectives. Help me be present-minded, ready to receive your rhema word for today. Give me ears to hear and eyes to catch the new thing that you are doing in this new season we've stepped into. Help me to step out of my comfort zone that easily ensnares me so that I can join you and partner with you in what you are currently doing, what you are currently doing and what you will do in 2024. I'm excited with anticipation and expectancy to see you move and to see you change up the methods and the formulas. Challenge me with new and different. Make me a little uncomfortable and help me grow in my spirit and in my character. My enemy, the devil, and the rulers and principalities of darkness are around every corner trying to deceive me, delude me, drug me, defile me, and distract me and your people. But Holy Spirit, thank you that you guide us into all truth you are our comforter, you are with us, and you give us the power to overcome. Father, we believe every word from your mouth. We receive it as you speak even today, and we need it more than our daily food and drink. Thank you for the past victories, and thank you for the victories that are coming. In Jesus' name, and all, this, and all the saints said, amen. If that was preachy, you need to preach more often. Are you sensing a theme? Whoa, I love it when God does that. Who else has a soap to share? Dave. Good word, Paul. Morning, everyone. Uh, so if that light, if it's off, it's not. Oh, okay. I am unmuted now, and I'll start over. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Uh, scripture today is James 1.18, and, and this is in the Amplified. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth, so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. Observation. We are consecrated by Christ, by his free will, to be his first fruits. 
we are consecrated, dedicated to his service. Application. Am I set aside for him? Prayer. Jesus, your free will will give, or, excuse me, your free will gave us birth to be your sons and daughters. Your words of truth brought forth our first fruits for you. Our first fruits represent your harvest of righteousness. You removed our spoilage and generated new life in us. Jesus, you consecrated us in your holiness. You set us aside for your purposes. We set ourselves aside for your purposes for us. We become a light in our world, pointing to you, Lord. We are your hands and feet, bringing our testimony about your work in us. We are the clarion trumpet in our lives. Jesus, let us understand our consecration in you. You took our common vessel and set it apart for holiness. We cannot boast in what we have done by the laws or our own works. We can only boast in what was and what is now in ourselves. Consecration speaks to the world around us. Jesus, let us understand our first fruits. We are your first offering set apart for your service. Guide us to be serviceable for you. Amen. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Um, so I'm probably going to get the observation and the application not really correct. But um, so the scripture that I was given actually on New Year's Eve, um, I was praying and I just asked God to show me kind of what I should be focusing on for the year. Um, and I was shown Proverbs 16.3 from the NLT version. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And <laughs> if you guys know anything about this year for my family, it has been a wild ride. Um, we moved here from Nampa, which was not our plan, my plan <laughs> at all. Um, and there's just been like job losses and just crazy stuff that's going on. And on top of this scripture, the song, uh, Make Room, I'm not sure if you guys know that one, but it's just talking about like submitting, like putting your, your will aside and letting his be done. So all of this year, um, or last year, I guess, it's just been like, a lot of being on my knees and saying, okay, let let your will be done because obviously mine is not what is supposed to be happening. And yeah, so I've just learned that the quicker that you submit <laughs> yourself and your plans to God, 
a lot, it goes a lot easier. That's not easier, but he will guide you through even if it's not what you want, I guess. Um, so that's like the observation and application together because I don't really know. <laughs> and then prayer is thank you, Jesus, for this year. Thank you for your presence in all that you do and all that we have been through. Um, thank you for being a part of all the little details in our lives and revealing yourself um, through all of them. And thank you for this testimony that we get to share because of you. Uh, may 2024 be filled with the plans God has for us. And may this year be filled with God-led boldness and God-seeking success. And that was another thing that was shown to me multiple times, um, just the word bold throughout the Bible. I'm reading Acts right now, so Paul um, is just his boldness, which obviously I know right now is not the same time as what Paul was dealing with. We're not being chained up and stoned, but um, just very, yeah, just let, just let God lead you, and your plans will be his. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff. My soap is from John chapter 15. The last uh, six weeks of 2023, the Lord had me focused on a portion of scripture. I, I'm sure he does this to you sometimes. It's like you're in your, just your normal reading. You, you, there's a, God highlights a passage or a chapter, or a portion of scripture. And whenever he does that for me, I know I'm going to be in there for a while. You know, I know it's like a focus. And, and it was John chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. And it's a fascinating group of chapters because they all took place on the same evening. It began with the, the Last Supper, and it, it ended with the, uh, the arrest of Jesus. And so uh, th there is so much in this portion of Scripture. It's like Jesus is, is pouring out his heart to his disciples because he knows he's not going to be with them very much longer. And so it, it's just jam-packed with stuff. So let me just read it. Just six verses that, that, are, that highlighted to me. I'm sorry, the whole, all the chapters are highlighted, but this is what stood out for my soul. Verse 12, John 15. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you, that you love one another. 
Now, my, my observation, I just want to take each one of those verses. The first verse says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. This is the only time that Jesus ever said, this is my commandment. This is the only commandment that he ever said that about. This is my commandment, that you would love one another. That, that you, but not just that you would love one another, but you would love one another as, as I have loved you. Then he illustrates what that looks like. Verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life for us. That's how we are to love one, one another. My life is not just about me. But, but I need to break out of that, that, that single inward focus. That, that I can't be healthy in that place. That God, God wants me to break out of that and, 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 and love, let, let my focus. Paul said it this way. He said, let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Jesus laid down his life for his friends. Then in verse 14, he says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Simple obedience to Jesus makes you his friend. By positioning yourself to be discipled by him, you are his friends. By obeying his command to love one another, he, he, he takes us out of this uh, master-servant role into a friendship, an intimacy. And then he says, what, what does this friendship position us for? Verse 15, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. When we walk in obedience, when we love one another, we are no longer just his servants who are ignorant of what, what our master is doing, but now we are friends, and the promise is that he will make known to us everything that the Father says. How will he do that? Through the Holy Spirit, who will take the things of Jesus and make them known to us. Now, what else happens as a result of being his disciple? Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You didn't choose him. Now, it may seem like you did. It may seem like there was a point in your life where you chose him. But in truth, the Holy Spirit was working on you, preparing your heart and giving you the ability to say yes to him. He chose you and he appointed you to bear fruit, the, the kind of fruit that remains. What, what kind of fruit is he specifically talking about, he tells us. I'm sorry, Cheryl, I think I'm talking too fast. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. He will give it to you. What is that? That's prayer fruit, or the fruit of answered prayer. But see, all of this is within the context of loving one another. So he, he closes this passage, mentioning it again. Verse 17. These things I command you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So my application is, you know, loving one another is not an option here. 
It is the command of Jesus, not just when I feel like it. I must walk in a way towards my brothers and sisters without any sense of partiality. I'm not going to choose to love these people, but not those people. I don't have that option. Jesus Christ lives within each one of us. Now, because people are people, how many know people are people? There will be opportunities to not walk in love. But the real question becomes, will I walk in the flesh, subject to those things, or will I walk in the spirit? If I, if I walk in the flesh, it is absolutely impossible to, to love like we're supposed to love. You know what's interesting about the, the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus is, is talking about living in the kingdom in the new covenant, and he, and he takes it beyond what you can do in the flesh to what you can only do by the Spirit of God. What do I mean? Well, uh, thou shalt not kill. Now, actually, even before I was a Christian, I, was a, I, w I pulled that off. I I'm excited to say I didn't kill anybody. I mean, isn't that great? You know, and even since I've been a Christian, you know, I've, I've had my ups and downs. I've had, I've had days when I mo was emotionally high in God and days when I wasn't, but I still didn't kill anybody. But what Jesus says is, but I say to you, don't even allow anger to remain in your heart. See, now, that, that's taking it to a level I can't pull off in the flesh. I have to have the Spirit of God. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, that's great. I've never committed adultery. There, I, I, you know, if you have a certain moral base and certain things like that, you'll, you'll probably be, be able to pull that off in the flesh. But he takes it to another level. And he says, but you shall not even look on somebody with lust in your heart. See, all kingdom issues are heart issues. And I have to be tapped into God to live in that, that place. When, when, when Jesus said, this is my commandment, that you love one another, he's taken it to a place that I have to have God to make that happen. But, but see, it's my choice to walk in the Spirit, to obey Jesus every day, whether I feel like it or not. And that commandment will test me. It will test me. It will, it will force me to, to recognize when I'm in the flesh and, and how I need to get in the Spirit because that's the only way I can pull this off. See, Paul told us in Romans 5, 5, he said, the love of God has been shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to you. We have the love of God in us. We just have to choose to live out of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. You know, that's the fruit of being tapped into the Spirit of God. The, the, this, is, this is supernatural love that is available to every Christian who has the Spirit of God living inside of them. So this is my prayer. Lord, help me to see what it means to lay down my life for others. 
Thank you for calling me your friend. Help me to walk in that reality. Help me to express your love to others. I want to love with your love. I want to see people through your eyes. I want to love them with your love. Father, I, I take Jesus' command seriously to love one another as he loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. You know, what, what time is it? 10.33. I think I'll, I'll just have a stand. And we won't have the worship team. Oh, Cheryl? How long is it? Okay. Okay. Come. You're checking to see if I remember, aren't you? <laughs> Let's stand together. How many know that Cheryl's going to have a great soap next month? Okay. Dos minutos. I don't, I don't have the scripture reference where... All of you know your Bibles well enough, I hope, to know that part of the Bible where back in the day, Romans would say that if, you know, you have to carry their bag if they ask you to, right? And what does the Bible say? It says if, if you're, they ask you to carry it one mile, we want you to carry it two miles. That's what Jesus said, right? What I wanted, what I observed in praying this was after I had a conversation with somebody that wasn't, it just dragged on and on and I was being patient. What God showed me when I got home and ran across his verses, it was a burden he asked us to carry. If somebody asks you to carry a burden one mile, be willing to carry it too. And in this day and age where everything's so busy, with me it ended up being in taking the time to listen to someone's heart. They're sharing their burden and they're asking you, will you sit with me for 10 minutes, a half an hour, are you willing to sit with them for 20 minutes, for an hour? And so my application is remember that everybody has burdens and be cognizant when you're dealing with somebody that has pain that we are commanded or asked by Jesus to please carry those burdens further than they ask us to. And that is another application of love. And so my prayer is, Father God, I just thank you that you brought this to my attention. I just pray that you make us better listeners, that you make us more sensitive to the hearts and burdens that others are carrying, and give us the skill and the patience to go that extra mile. In Jesus' mm -hmm. name, amen. Amen, good. Sorry, I those good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, Theme. There's a lot of things that, that all tied together this morning, and, and I, I believe that you're receiving that. Father, we thank you that, that Lord, you, you don't leave us by ourselves, 
that, Lord, you come to us by your Holy Spirit. You've given us your word that we can soak in, that we can meditate on, that we can embrace the promises that you've given us, that, you can, that your word will actually empower us to be who, we, who you've called us to be. Lord, thank you that we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds and that you are changing us. We are being renewed. And Lord, uh, it, it's unfolding. And Father, we thank you for this year that we're stepping into. It's going to be a, an amazing year of transformation, an amazing year of seeing your kingdom come in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Could I have prayer people come up front to be available to pray this morning? And uh, I release you in the name of Jesus.